previously on Unbalanced Encounters. Guard's suit is stained with mud and hedgehog tears, and his face is cracked. Demoiselle crushes the bit of mask into dust. I do not know how to give comfort. Three snarling weasels close in around Isaac and Sphinx. These beasts have nothing left of life in them. The first pounces. I swear to fucking God, that's a nat 20. Sphinx, limping back towards Harissa, gets swiped and he just rolls and just lays still. (coughs) Isaac, could you tell Zafra that I love her? No, no, you're going to tell her yourself, buddy. Hold on. He holds Mr. Sphinx's little little claw. Will you promise? I promise, buddy. Thank you. As he's saying thank you and sort of relaxing, he just slowly disappears. I give you my hand. Let me be yours. And in a single swing, he's going to chop off one of his hands. This Empress are, you will bring them to ruin, yes? Yes. The blues and greens is replaced with something older and darker. Guard. I need you to please change your subclass. Welcome to another episode of Unbalanced Encounters, the show that dares to ask, what if a wandering samurai found in a logging town? I'm your host, Patrick Brady. Say hi, everybody. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. Hello. Hello. Craig looks so fucking confused by that dumb opening line. Who are you calling a wandering samurai? Have you seen a Kurosawa film? Isaac is definitely going to be played by Mifune in the movie. It's going to be great. Oh my God. If only I would. So lucky, dude. If only. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, especially because of the fucking, like, the drip, right? Like, Isaac in kimonos, so you know? So clean. That was, that was the main thing. When you said something you about that bathhouse, boomer. I was like, yo, hook me up with a kimono. Like, drip city. I, I'm dripping coming out the bath, and then I put the kimono on. Oh, wait, Fuck he's still sake. dripping. Oh, God. Get dry, Isaac. He can't. Oh, oh my God. Sam is in physical pain right now. It's great. It's fucking great. Jesus Christ. I'm going to Amazon right now getting a kimono. Uh, is that where you're going to... Okay, we're going to... Um, I guess we'll let that hang there uh, for a minute. Um, Bezos, help boy out. No, I'm kidding. Continue. We... See. Reevesy. Leading you all back to the spot in which he found you. I think actually we found him, but sure. (laughs) Melmanon is in tow, and Reevesy has been instructed to lead you back to the point at which you entered 
based on a strong intuition from guard that he should be able to open the way now. DM question. Yeah. Do we have like a cart for our wonderful Minehead boys? Oh, fuck me. (laughs) That's a point. Just Just, just got a bunch of unconscious Minehead boys with Sherwood on the top. (laughs) No, they are are, uh, awake and they are cogent to a degree. Uh, Their legs are still a little spindly. They occasionally still have a little feather scruff. Their voices are very gone. Uh, from all of the shrieking and howling. You've managed to get a couple of words out of Sherwood, and and the sum total of it is that they don't have a great recollection of what's happened to them here. Perhaps more will be forthcoming back home, but they can walk, and they do join you in this entourage uh, as you proceed toward the spot. And all of you make your way across the expanse of the afterlife, the little pond where you first fought the Myconids. You stand at the bramble thicket, impenetrable. What do you do? I'm going to walk up to the edge of the bramble, and with a hand that isn't there, I am going to peel it back like a curtain, revealing tunnels of vines and roots. A tear rends. The way is clear. I see you got some uh, new tricks up your sleeve. Nope. Sorry. No pun intended. I do not get the joke. And then I'm going to gesture with my real hand for everybody to walk through. Guard, I think, leads the way. I think the Minehead boys follow closely behind guard. I'm curious if anyone is hanging back as Melmanon and Reevesy offer silent goodbyes. I think I'm going to um, give Reevesy a bow. Aww. That was like what she could find left of the dress. You were probably the first friend that Spinks made sort of on his own. I'd like you to remember him somehow. Oh, I definitely won't forget him. I don't, I don't really forget much. Um, Mr. Spinks was a, was a good guy. I'll, I'll keep this with me. And he ties the bow around the like thorax waist of the wasp tied yes. to his spear. Yes, he uh, does. <laughs> this makes me happy. Yeah, Harissa smiles and sort of offers a hand to shake Reevesy's cold frog's hand. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for everything, Reevesy. Anytime. It's all part of the job, ma'am. And she'll get up and she'll kind of look at, uh, I'm assuming June is hanging around. Um, so she's going to kind of just give her a nod and give her some space. It's gonna, And there's sort of an extra nod to Mel as, as she goes. June was definitely standing, like, making her way towards the tunnel and, like, waiting for Harissa to go through and then turns around like she's about to walk through the tunnel and then looks back, then at the tunnel, then looks back. Isaac grabs you by your shirt, (laughs) neck, and just pushes you over. No. I gotta lead y'all everywhere. All right, fine. And she'll she'll run back to Manon, just give him, throw her arms around his neck one more time and gives him a big hug. He very gratefully gives that hug right back. All right, this is for real now. And then she drops off and runs away. (laughs) (laughs) 
you all make your way in to the thicket. Vines wrench themselves out of guard's way, grazing the stone and <laughs> recoiling just as quickly. A hollow from behind him is just enough of a space for you all to follow single file. Behind the last of you, you see the wall close on the hot springs and Reevesy and Mel's smiling faces. And the journey begins. And it doesn't take anywhere near as fucking long to get out of here as it did to get in. Oh, thank God. <laughs> you all carve a straight path from the bramble thicket to the swamp, marching for the better part of a day. And maybe a night. It's hard to say. And then, at last, the way opens, and you are back in the swamp. You all are so very nearly home. And there's a moment as you reach the first sort of big clearing and all pour out of this bramble thicket where the Minehead boys just need to compose themselves. I think that one of them is ill. I think that two of them kind of just silently sob for a few minutes, coming to grips with this resurrection that they've managed to undergo. And as you're all sort of waiting for them to compose themselves and taking a moment for yourselves as well, Isaac, you hear... 1,995! 1,996! 1,990- And you look over, and you see Porky, who's like buff as hell, right? What? Just <laughs> absolutely fucking swole. Uh, go, oh, fucking finally! And he jumps up, and as he does, he kind of like transforms back into like his kind of like pot belly form, uh, and then lands on his <laughs> feet. sake. And says, where the hell have you all been? It's been like three months. Oh, shit. <laughs> My friends, uh, we have just finished our second arc. They'll need a crane. And you have found yourselves back in the land of the living. With PTSD. With <laughs> just barrels of trauma, buckets of trauma. We went in with a bunch of trauma, and guess what? We came out with even more. It's a trauma multiplying. This machine multiplies trauma. This episode brought to you by Gooder Health. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take this monstership. We have finished an arc, and y'all know what that means. It is time. Level up, boys. To level up. Yeah, uh, we are going to be kicking off another rallying interlude, an intermittent stretch of time between arcs. Uh, and in that rallying interlude, same as we did last time, we are going to spend a little bit of time talking about uh, level ups, especially because we have a subclass change. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to do that kind of out of character, do a little bit of table talk, talk about what people are excited about, do some do some level up on the show. Uh, and then we are uh, going to get our next slug of magic items, including... The magic items generated way back when we launched our fucking Patreon Ooh. by all of our illustrious uh, illustrious patrons. Venice. If you have not submitted a homebrew magic item 
If you are at the Gecko Guardian tier or higher, you're going to be able to submit homebrew magic items to the show that in these segments, the players potentially pick. Uh, so definitely, I mean, it changed uh, legitimately like it, 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 it can and will change the course of the show, the direction of the show. So if you want your DNA all over this thing, please go to patreon.com slash unbalanced encounters and subscribe there. Uh, but in the meantime, we're going to be uh, going through the backlog of all of the magic items that have been submitted by our patrons and uh, very excited about that. Then we've got a couple of couple of scenes, maybe a campfire story or two on our way home. Then we will return to rally uh so who wants to go first on the level up train what level are we going to five we are going to be level five what's everybody's health at mine has gone up nicely now actually it's a toasty 39 Nine. what's yours i got you by 10 i got 49 that's pretty good nice yeah i'm up at 28 hell yeah Oh yeah! Oh, very good. Fifty-five, like fifty-five. <laughs> Fuck's sake! <laughs> uh, June, do you get any subclass features at fourth or fifth level? Because you get ASI and I think extra attack, right? Monks get extra attack. Uh, I have. I now have. I have slow fall. I have an extra attack. Fuck yes. You finally get slow fall. That's Yay. very good. Uh, head cannon, you learned how to slow fall from feather fall. I love it. I do have stunning strike now. Oh, fuck. Stunning strike is probably the best monk feature. Hands down. Hands down, yes. Ooh, look at all the bond I have. You get a big <laughs> jump in bond as well, too. Yeah. Guys, I got six spell slots. Ooh, six. It's almost like you're a real magic guy now. I don't know about all that. Isaac still doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> I still can't believe he was the only one that didn't turn into a uh, Isaac gets... He gets... Uh, his. If y'all weren't... If y'all didn't think Isaac was already the most charismatic mofo you had ever seen, um, he is all the way up to a whopping plus three on his charisma now. And then also uh, extra attack and some cool spells. I get Misty Step and another and another juicy one that will be story based. Uh, DM, because yes. I'm not that au fait with leveling anything over like level three. Um, <laughs> where so spell slots, right? Yeah, sure, go on. So getting to level five, apparently I get two second level spells. Yeah, which means you got to pick some second level spells. So is that on top of the other ones I already have? or Yeah, it's new. Because it says spells known for, but then slots I've got for... Oh, wait, 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 wait. You have less known spells than you have spells available. So you learn one more spell, and that spell can either be a first level spell or a second level spell. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. So I can just pick one extra spell, basically, because it's gone up from three to four. Mm-hmm. And you can also change a spell out for a new one. Yeah, you can do both of those things. Uh, okay, if you want. yeah, I might do that. Thank you. All right, I think that's everybody but Guard. Hey. Hey, nerds. Guard, you're, you're a bit of a project on this one, huh? Yeah. You want me to break it down? It's pretty straightforward. Yeah. Uh, why, don't we, why don't we talk about the change, what motivated it? Um, 
Dude, yeah, I feel like just listen to that last episode, you god dang hooligans. That's what motivated. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're somehow slotting into this at the beginning of this rallying interlude, you don't know what happened in arc two. It's a weird spot to join in. It's a weird time to join, honestly. You might as well just should not re-examine listen. your life choices. Yeah. No, they should listen. They eh. should listen. They should listen to this whole episode and then go back and actually they should listen to everything backwards and then forwards and then it'll make more sense and double our listens. So I switched my subclass. I was the oath. Uh, I was the path of the warden, which is a homebrew subclass that is connected to Rally, which is like a which you can also find on Patreon.com/slash/UnbouncingCounters. And I'm doing a great job selling it by changing it. Um, <laughs> um, but it was it allowed me to cast spells and talk to animals. It was very cool. It is very cool if you want to be a barbarian that is a little bit more druidy in nature. And I'm switching to Path of the Zealot which is a barbarian with a cause. And so I get a couple new features. I lose all of my spell casting. I can't talk to animals anymore. Those are the big ones. The wolverines are going to be bummed, frankly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're going to figure it out. Guess who has speak with animals? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. But I have a couple. I have two new things that I get at... Two things that I get at third level from being a zealot barbarian. I have... Divine Fury, it is that when I am raging, when I hit with an attack, I do a little bit of extra magical damage. And then I have something called, which is a little bit homebrewed for our campaign, uh, which we are calling Warrior of Death, which normally a path of the Zealot Barbarian gets a feature where when they uh, when they die, somebody can cast healing magic on them like uh, revivify a resurrection without it costing anything but considering we are a very low magic world and most likely we will not encounter anyone that can do that or be able to do anything like that until very very end game we changed it so that guard essentially re uh, resurrects when he dies naturally and every time that he does it takes longer for him to resurrect so it'll go from a short burst to potentially longer to potentially longer where it will get to a point where it will be the kind of thing where not after not too many deaths either because it's exponential growth could very likely turn into a thing where guard will resurrect but not in time for the campaign to finish that could happen but that's that that is the new third level thing and then at fifth level i get extra attack and i also am a little bit faster so my movement speed is now 40 feet whenever june wants to talk to melman she'll just kill guard (laughs) if you can (laughs) yeah there you go all right, so we we did the math on this. We did the math on this when we were kind of coming up with this homebrew thing, and um, uh, it's uh, it's 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 something like after the first the first use of this, it's um, one action. Uh, I think the second use is uh, like a minute. Uh, somewhere around the tenth or eleventh use, it's somewhere on the order of like a century. Um, and by the twentieth use, it's like the heat death of the universe. Yeah. So don't we we can't waste it for. Uh, a love letter although that is a very cute idea we could waste it for a love letter at the end of the game <laughs> i mean if we have to go there we could just race you know you could try to get me the to the underworld i'll try to get you there we'll see who, who ends up going there you go <laughs> this would not be the first time you two have fought on camera so to speak uh and i don't june i'm curious how does that usually go she's a lot stronger now she's a lot stronger now i'm a little bit stronger wait how much stronger a lot stronger Am I a lot stronger? Mountains. What's my strength? 
the whole, oh. the collective you is much stronger. I didn't mean oh, your strength okay. is higher. I bet your strength is still pretty low. But that's okay. Uh, it is. It is. <laughs> I mean, fair. I'm only minus one on charisma now. Hey. Isaac has no negatives to him whatsoever. <laughs> I think this whole time I was missing a spell. That seems plausible. Did you only have two? I only had two when I needed three. Yeah. Well, there you go. Now you learn two spells. I know. That's why I'm just like, what am I going to? I was like, oh, wait, why is it asking me to pick two? Oh, shit. <laughs> I expect nothing but combat now that we have a whole nother attack to throw at people. Literally all of us have one extra attack. Hey, man, if we, if we want to be a hammer, we can make any problem a nail. You know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. I feel like that's what level five has given us. No more talking. No, no more just emotions. Fight. No more, you know, I, I understand you. No empathy. The ribbon was tied to the tree. We We're are done. done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Just use that now for everything. It's like, oh my God. Murder hobo arc engaged. <laughs> Murder hobo era for sure. I fucking love it. For my ability score improvement, yeah. am I allowed slash is it a good idea for me to dump two points into my strength score? Instead of the plus two in strength, you might want to consider the plus two in dex to take you from a plus two to a plus three bonus because that's going to affect your dex saving throw, your acrobatics. Uh, it's going to affect your AC. It's going to affect your attack rolls. You use decks for almost everything. So, uh, is that the same for me? Is decks my thing too? Yes. Largely, yeah. I decided to do double con to give myself some more health. So I'm now on a sweet 44. You die a lot. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of sick hey, of it. Hey, man, so. I'm trying to keep you up, dude. Um. No, you've done a very good job. I blame Patrick for everything. <laughs> Patrick's like, I'm sick of all my baddies getting one shot by her. <laughs> yeah, true. Right. I must end the problem. End it at the source. Should I get zone of truth or locate object? Only if you say it like what's his face. Zone of truth. Yes. Uh, zone of truth is a good meme spell. So locate object it is. That's what we're agreeing on. Cool, cool, cool. cool. Honestly, pretty, pretty helpful. <laughs> you want to know the ones I've chosen? Yeah, yes. yes. So other than just Goodberry and Hunter's Mark, which I've had for the past like campaign, um, I chose uh, Pass Without Trace because I thought this way I can sneak past that sneaky shadow spirit and not worry about it. It's a very good spell. And Cordon of Arrows. What does that one do? I don't remember. Uh, you basically put down any kind of ammunition, which arrows in my case, um, in like uh, a vicinity sort of around you. And if any creature comes within a certain distance of those, they shoot at it automatically. Oh, that's cool. So it's kind of like Ooh. like turret sort of things, which are pretty that's cool. That's sick. Yeah. We could come up with some shenanigans for that, I'm sure. Yeah, right. I might pick up Searing Smite. Ooh, fun. You trying to burn stuff? Yep. Because they'd have to take a full action to put out the fire or take 1d6 every turn. When you kind of reconvene, when you sort of take stock again, you've noticed a few things that are true and probably pretty important. June and Harissa, mm. your faces, your bodies are back to normal. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. There's no trace 
of dragon or squirrel. Ah, shame. There's also no trace of Mr. Sphinx. My friends, it's time to deal with Porky. Oh, okay. Hi, Porky. And all right, all right, all right. <laughs> all right, all right. Fine, 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 fine. Porky stands in front of you and says, Where the hell have you all been? It's been like three months. Three months? Really? It feels like three years. Well, nah, nah I mean, three months. Oh, uh, 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 Porky, this is my friend Sherwood and the Minehead Boys. Uh, we, we were basically on a journey to... Yeah, to yeah, yeah, them. how you doing? Trickster God of the Forest, nice to meet you. <laughs> how the Minehead Boys are just like... <laughs> They're, they're just, like, leaning on each other, trying not to process this. Just, like, that heavy dissociation. Yeah, they've been through a lot. We we went down to, or up, or around to the, I guess, underworld? Wait a minute. The bathhouse, right? Oh, yes, the bathhouse. What the, look, I, I, I got this. Um, He's going to go into his bag. If he tried to snatch a kimono on his way out, did he get it? <laughs> I hope he did. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Because Mel, Mel was a little preoccupied at the end there. So I don't think anybody was watching. Let's go. I got this. Look at it. Oh, I can't wait to walk around Rally with this on. Hey, Isaac. Can you roll me an insight check? Um, I'm terrified, sure. Oh, Patrick. Yes. Oh, I thought it was in that one. That's a 10. Porky seems to fucking love this kimono. Yeah. Oh, butts. Uh, is he still missing two fingers on his hand? Yeah. So, um, what, what's new up here? Uh, well, the Elder Gods are still pissed off, though I haven't seen Demoiselle in a while. You're welcome. Ah! That's why you were in the afterlife. What'd y'all have to do? Um. I honestly figured you'd deal with her out here. She's a lot less powerful out here. Oh. Oh, you tell us that now? I, I don't know how many episodes I need to say it's not my job to fucking babysit you. <laughs> <laughs> it is not what we did. It is what we will do. Oh. Yeah, this is God, if, if you didn't know. No, yeah. Um, God, Mark too. You're a little different. Hey, buddy. I have a gift for you. A gift, huh? And I reach in and I pull out the little fake hand with the animatronic fingers. <laughs> this is uh, surprisingly thoughtful. Yeah, that works kind of nice. That's... I mean, I was keeping the fingers off as kind of a badge of respect. You know, that was a, was a clean cut. This'll do. Hey, what happened to your hand, wrist thing? That whole situation. I gave it to Demoiselle. You know, I thought she was looking for elderwood berries. I... She is looking for death. She is death, though, right? Oh, jeez. Porky, porky, porky. Leave the... Apparently not in all the circumstances that she would like to be. Uh, yeah. 
geographical limitations. <sighs> yeah, I got you. You're, um, you're working for her now, huh? Yes. What? See that the Lorax gets somewhere safe, will ya? I will. We're gonna have a tough time without a guardian. Guard is just blank face to that. Literally stone faced. <sighs> oh. oh, Porky, you still got me. No, yeah, you've got a fucking job to do. It, you all do. You're just without the guardian. I, you survived being in the afterlife. I would have assumed that you all would have been so incompetent as to not be able to do any of this without a guardian. But you know, maybe guard, you'll continue to help him out. And in the meantime, it seems like you survived being in the afterlife, which is not nothing. Listen. I want to get all fucking sentimental. I don't, I don't need to be part of that, that part of your life. I had the geckos do a couple rounds. They cleaned up pretty good. I figured some of this stuff might come in useful. And you all see two little white legs beneath a giant pillowed, billowing sack kind of walking slowly toward you. Porky grabs it. Heaves it up off of this gecko that is just standing there. Its, hand, its palms kind of oh flat God. against it. Oh no. Legs trembling slightly. <sighs> and in that sort of heaving pose, the gecko fades into nothing. Yep, they did pretty well. He shakes the bag. Might be useful. And he pulls it open. And we move in to our first magic item section. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for somebody to say something. Our first. It's the bargain bin. Get in there. Uh, so, what has happened here is that Porky has effectively sent the geckos out to collect a bunch of items similar to how the geckos were stealing your shit the first time you went through the western wheels. <laughs> Sneaky buggers. Who'd they steal these from? Other adventurers. <laughs> Other adventurers. The poor saps sleeping under a tree. And uh, this bag contains uh, several homebrew magic items of our own devising as well as all of the homebrew magic items that have been submitted by our patrons. And I've sent you all a list with descriptions and credits. Mm -hmm. uh, some of these descriptions have been, we'll say, modified from their original <laughs> submitted text. Uh, I love each and every one of our patrons dearly uh, uh, with an intensity that, that definitely isn't um, uh, parasocial in any way. Uh, however, when your magic item submission is eight paragraphs long, I uh, am going to need to probably pare that down some. So uh, if these are not exactly the words that you wrote, uh, these are the words that make the most sense for the show. Uh, but we are going to go around and have people pick out what they're excited about uh, and uh, hopefully put a little spotlight on some of these uh, homebrew items. Amazing. Uh, who wants to go first? Have a good old rummage. See what's at the bottom. Yep, yep. Everybody kind of arm deep into the satchel. Guard's gonna pull out this large leather looking, like a saddle or something, toss it to the side. The He's gonna, there's gonna take a book out. <laughs> I don't even know what universe this comes from. Throw that to the side. <laughs> what? And his eyes are gonna fall upon a coin. A coin with a eerie smiling face 
one side light, one side dark. And with his with his with his only hand that's all his fingers, uh, he's gonna reach down and he's gonna pick the coin up. So this is gonna be the Saluna coin uh, submitted by Homebrew City. Thank you very much, Homebrew City. Uh, Guard, do you want to go ahead and read what the Saluna coin does? For yeah, us? sure. Once per day, I'll read it in my mid-roll voice. Amazing. Once per day, you can flip <laughs> the coin as an action. Tails, you cast darkness. Heads. The light of dawn shines down on a location you specify within 60 feet. For one minute, a 30-foot radius, 40-foot high cylinder of bright light glimmers there. This light is sunlight. When the cylinder appears, all flammable objects within it ignite. Each creature in it must make a constitution saving throw or ignite as well. Until a creature takes an action to douse the fire, the target takes... 1d6 fire damage at the start of each of its turns. A creature must also make this saving throw whenever it ends its turn in the cylinder. So that is very cool. Uh, Basically flips from a heavy obscurement spell to a straight kind of moonbeam-esque damaging uh, spell. The Shroud of uh, Night. Yeah, with a lot of fire attached to it. The Purification Um, of Day. And it's also pretty fucking uh, thematic. It's pretty good for guard right now. I feel like that's yeah, in the that's in the vibe. He's in his emo phase. The vibe hits. The vibe hits well. I think. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're looking pretty edgy there, my guy. I feel like that's not a bad pick. I have mostly rounded. That's fine. All right. Uh, that is that. Listen, there's only enough in here for you guys to take so many of these. Is that? Are you taking that one? Yes. All right. Cool. Uh, Isaac will, as guard, toss the other two things. Uh, guard, you can't just throw the, the poor gecko. With, uh, and he's going to pick up the book first, and he's going to wince. Ooh. Ooh. Sarcasm. The Art of Sarcasm uh, Submitted to us by Elderberry Elderberry, one of our rally defenders Thank you very much, Elderberry Uh, Isaac, will you uh, go ahead and read the description For the Art of Sarcasm for us The Art of Sarcasm By Yerbut Nerbut Is rather (laughs) A deep dive in Phenomenon known as Sarcasm Its pages are filled with examples and charts, definitions, practice scenarios, and one mail-in voucher for a free scoop of ice ice cream, uh, Yerbert Sherbert's Hut, an ice cream parlor located in Altair. Upon completing this 3,476-page book, which will take about 20 hours in total, you can add your proficiency bonus to any charisma check in which you utilize sarcasm, even if you've already added it. So it's a double proficiency bonus. Potentially triple if you've somehow managed to finagle expertise out of your charisma, <laughs> charisma <Insane>. checks. <laughs> oh, this is, this is wonderful. Sounds like you gotta read that, Isaac. <laughs> I have. Do, do you know how to read? Do I know how to read? <laughs> he 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 turns. Ow. He turns so nobody can see him. He pulls his uh his glasses out. <gasps> yes. Yes. Oh, Make sure he can read. Yes, I know this language very well. <clears throat> and then this, and he uh he'll hold the saddle for now as other people are picking up magical items. All right. 
uh, we'll come back to that saddle here momentarily. Uh, June or Harissa, uh, what, uh, what's calling you? Go on, June. Have a rummage. Mm. I, there's so much stuff in here. Um, oh, my God. Look at this cute little thing. And she'll pull out a blank, used to be a blank piece of paper that's now in the shape of a gopher. <laughs> you pull out this little kind of pop-up origami gopher that just stands straight, right? Like is not is not interacting with you at all. Uh, and this is uh, this is the this is the Gavin Gopher. Uh, this is one of the ones that we created uh, for the show specifically. Um, so, Sam, if you would like to read it out, you're welcome to. Uh, otherwise, we can just play it out and see. Uh, we can let let it be a surprise to the audience when you want to use it. Your choice. I don't know. Should it be a surprise, guys, or should I read it? Oh man, I kind of I like the idea of a surprise, but it's up to you. I know exactly what I'm going to use this for. I'm very excited. I don't really know She'll what you're going to use a go for. Very for, ominous. But yeah. yeah, I don't. That's that is a heavily disquieting thought, there, kid. Uh, but you know, go off. You do you. It's actually a weapon of mass destruction. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Harissa. What do you think? I think Harissa, um, being a little subdued, was hanging at the back a little bit and just sort of s- casting her eye over things as other people were looking. And as June was rummaging through and sort of found this little gopher kind of like near the bottom, she nudged out the handle of something. And that piqued Harris's um, curiosity. So she kind of nipped forward and just pulled it ever so slightly. And as it started, keep, just kept coming out, kept coming out a little bit further than she was expecting. And she sees this really pretty and maybe old as well sort of parasol. And this is going to be the Umbrella of Reasonableness submitted by Icewind Gale. Uh, thank you very much, Icewind Gale and Harissa, if you would like to read for us The Umbrella of Reasonableness. <clears throat> A refuge from the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune, the Umbrella of Reasonableness can shield the user from catastrophic outcomes at a price. Whenever you or a creature you can see rolls a 1 on a d20, you can use your reaction to open the umbrella, automatically converting the 1 to a 10. However, as soon as the umbrella closes, the target's next d20 roll of 11 or above becomes a 10. So while you hold the umbrella open with both hands, the umbrella continues to hold back this middling fate. And I think Harissa sees this parasol that's maybe what I, I imagine it being maybe like a smallish thing maybe like two feet long. sure like a normal small um, umbrella you know that's right. a standard unit of measurement and she's just gonna think to herself that she'd like to give it to Spinks if he if she ever sees him again because it's the kind of thing that he would absolutely adore so she's gonna just sort of tie it onto her belt or uh, I think she'll put it in her backpack for safekeeping uh, take inspiration for hope <laughs> Hope. Inspiration for hope. You sick, sick man. 
<laughs> a party member is gone and you just like yeah take some inspiration for hope i, I can't believe this. <laughs> listen um <laughs> i got a reward i got a reward the indomitability of hope Ugh, human nature oh <laughs> uh we are uh that's one for everybody uh so um you guys continue to rummage through and there are there are actually eight items in here at the moment uh if you dear listener go to patreon.com slash unbalanced encounters you can put more into the next coffer but there are eight here at the moment which means that you can all pick two does anybody else want another poll uh as isaac holds on to this set Porky, um, we don't really have any animals. I don't know. What are you talking about? You have the whole boar pen. (laughs) Isaac looks at it. The last time I was in your fucking town, you had also, like, gained six bighorn sheep. Yeah, but, you know, KTA... I mean, I did ride Carl for a bit. I think a saddle would have made it easier. KTA is kind of a diva, and so I don't think this would be... (laughs) It's kind of... I don't know their names, buddy. It's kind of big, and he's going to think for a second, and he's going to think back, and he's going to think of, well, I don't want to use... Well, I don't want to get them hurt. If only I could... I had a, a boy that was a little bit more durable and out of the ground oh no like starting to form (gasps) like a a elemental being just you guys feel the ground rumbling oh and like at sort of like growing out of the moss and grass uh you see made out of rock and soil and some bark and, and tree you see a large uh, boar just clop yes. up behind Isaac. So cool. As uh, he accidentally casts Fine Steed. Jesus. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is, I, I don't know, Porky. So cool. I, I, I appreciate it, but I don't know if any of us. Should... Isaac? Hmm? What is that? Oh, this is a saddle. No, you, behind to... you. He turns around. Porky, this is one of your friends. Uh-uh. Oh. <laughs> At some point, you're going to believe me when I say that oath to the forest means something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really honestly very surprised that it wasn't when you came back from the dead. <laughs> but yeah, the pig might do it. <laughs> this is my pig. Well, it ain't Abe Lincoln's. Who? Who's that? I don't worry about it. You're just making up names at this point. Oh, you know what? That sounds like a perfect name. And he throws the saddle. Oh, my God. (laughs) I swear to God. Patrick, you did it to yourself. All right. Abe Lincoln. (laughs) Uh, Patrick, you want to hear some cool stuff about Abe Lincoln? Are you genuinely going to? Do I have to? All right. Yeah, go on. All right. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, this spirit has an unusually intelligent and strong loyal steed, creating a long lasting bond with it, and it appears in unoccupied space in the range. I love it. Incredible. 
Uh, yeah, this thing can understand a language that you choose to speak. Um, I'm super curious. Is that going to be, you know, kind of common? Or do you want it to speak Sylvan? Because your party all speaks Sylvan. Isaac is accidentally speaking Sylvan. He doesn't know it. Incredible. Oh. Incredible. That's fun. Uh, and then, yeah, you, this thing also can communicate with you telepathically. Traces an interesting question. Are you playing this boar? Probably. I could play this boar. Cool. Amazing. By the way, his tusks are made out of bark. Like tree branches. That's very oh. fucking cool. That's cool. That's very fucking cool. Um, are we sure we're going with Abe Lincoln? Yes. You chose it. I did. I did not. I was making a joke. <laughs> are we sure? Are we absolutely positive that that's the way to go? <laughs> At least Abe. We'll workshop it, Abe. It's okay. I, I Abe can, is a great. I can tell name. you. You're not feeling the best about the name, but we'll we'll think of some stuff. Maybe <sighs> Benny will have some ideas. What does the saddle do? Though? Oh yeah, uh, the the saddle is another one of uh, of ours. Uh, it is the uh, the bark barding. Craig, feel free to read it out or keep it a secret. Your your prerogative. Um, I keep it a secret for story wise. All right, but you sort of spend a little bit of time kind of strapping in Abe. <laughs> Oh, Abe, this is this, you looking so good right now. So, so listen, me and my kimono, and then you in this in this <laughs> saddle. This is gonna be amazing. Incredible, incredible. All right, that's uh, that's two for Isaac. Uh, do we have any other takers? Anybody else want to take a poll here? Yeah, I'll take a poll. Oh, you can go first, June. Oh, you can go. You can no, go. you actually. Yeah, actually, you know what? And she'll rummage and pull out some shoes and be like these look a bit too big for me uh here guard hold these and she'll keep rummaging around I will take these <laughs> <laughs> done uh okay guard do you <laughs> these are going to be the cricket kickers uh, submitted to us by Nick Plaisance. Thank you very much, patron Nick Plaisance. Uh, do you want to read what the cricket course, kickers do for us? The Cricket Kickers by Nick Plaisance. A pair of pale green and vibrant yellow boots that appear simple leather when inactive. Once prolonged rest as a bonus action, the boots can be activated to launch the wearer into a 30-foot jump. Small wings flutter and enable a soft landing. In addition, the boot's tiny chitinous spurs enable the wearer to cling to vertical surfaces and ceilings. While wearing them, you have a climb speed equal to your walking speed, and your kicks can deal piercing damage equal to 1d6 plus your strength or dex modifier. Dang. Oh God, guard is now Spider-Man. That's terrifying. Frankly. That is terrifying. That's absolutely <laughs> terrifying. It's all right. If we climb up here, he won't be able to get... Oh, no. <laughs> Yikes. Yep. Incredible. <laughs> uh, okay. Those are the cricket kickers. Man, guard hanging upside down from the ceiling because of his spike boots is a scary fucking thought. That ceiling's not going to last that long. No. <laughs> no, not a bit. It just pulls it down with it. Not a bit. Yep. Fantastic. All right, uh, June and uh, June. Do you want to actually take a poll now? Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, this looks kind of cool. Um, and I'll pull out the heavy crossbow. Oh shit! 
Uh, this is the Balsam Bolt, an original item by the Orakami Curio. Thank you very much, Orakami. Uh, June, go ahead and read this for us, would you? All right. <clears throat> oh, what? What? How should I read this one? Do you know what? I want to sound like Emily. <laughs> this weapon has three charges, which you can use to augment the ammunition it fires. When you hit a creature with a ranged attack using this weapon, you can choose one of the following options. The weapon regains all spent charges at dawn. Sticking sap, one charge. Viscous sap leaks out from the bolt, coating the creature in sticky sap. The target's movement speed is halved. This effect lasts until the end of their next turn. Restraining resin. Two charges. A thin liquid leaks from the bolt and, the, and pools at the base of the target's feet, where it rapidly hardens into a strong amber. The target can make a DC 13 dex save, becoming restrained on a failure. At the end of their turn, creatures restrained in this way can make a DC 13 strength save, ending the effect on a success. That was a lot. That was that was you picked the I think the longest one well to do that Honestly, accent yeah. on. Uh which Sam's that was audiobook coming out. Yeah, that was later this year. <laughs> like it was very That was pretty good. Like. That was pretty damn good. Um thank you, thank you. And uh an excellent an excellent read of an excellent item from an excellent vintage. I've listen I just dream of Emily's voice every night. So. <laughs> I mean, don't we all? That's, that's accurate. That was cute. If anyone wants me to read some bedtime stories, that's absolutely fine. Listen, I'm sure there's a whole market for that. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> it's called Audible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Balsam Bolt, effectively a very powerful uh, crowd control crossbow and June's first ranged weapon, um, which, you know, will come in handy when June finds herself once again 10 miles outside of combat when initiating this role. <laughs> <laughs> the sniper. Amazing. Excellent. All right, we are down uh, to just uh, Harissa's last. There's one item left in the bag. Uh, you can take it if you would like, but why don't you go ahead and read for us the punch card submitted by patron May. Thank you very much, May. So at the bottom of this bag, this loot bag, there's a tiny little card called the punch card. I'm going to try it in an American accent now, seeming as sound is oh, so... Oh, God, yes. Yes. let's go. Yes, yes, yes. Let's go. The front reads punch card. <laughs> letters. Someone has scrawled, if found, please return to the dark abyss just underneath. <laughs> <laughs> that was German. What are you... <laughs> yes, <Yeah>, sorry. <laughs> it's beautiful. The I love it. The back reads, think you've got what it takes? Hit me back. Maybe you can win a few coin. On its own, this card grants you advantage on persuasion and deception checks made to get into and out of brawls. But it seems like someone might be missing it. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> Incredible. Incredible. I gotta go to a, a rodeo with you, Emily. <laughs> right. yes, yeah, I love most American accents. It, it like just goes straight to Southern. Straight Southern. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. That's the only I mean, it makes sense. It's a powerful it do, like, voice. This, uh, this, this card, uh, which grants you advantage on perception, or excuse me, which grants you uh, advantage on persuasion and deception checks around brawls, seems to belong to a place called the Dark Abyss, 
uh, which is a restaurant that Craig invented in a, a nonsense fireside story that Isaac was telling about <laughs> missing a reservation at a restaurant. Uh, so the Dark Abyss restaurant in Agravar. I, there might be something in it for you if you take this back. I love it. Harissa's into it. Uh, okay. Has Isaac seen that before? As Harissa's the punch around? card? Yeah. What are you, fucking roll me a history check. Sure. I, I had not considered this at all, but Isaac Isaac is now on top of Abe and just looking and peering over looking down <laughs> at the car. So I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Isaac, you've heard of the uh, the Dark Abyss, right? Yeah, I've heard of the Dark Abyss. That's an 18. Oh, there you go. Uh, <laughs> do I know about my own uh, restaurant? Yeah, I mean, you absolutely, you absolutely do. Uh, you absolutely do. Um, the Dark Abyss uh, was so named the Dark Abyss uh, for its absolute ironclad secrecy around anything and everything that anyone might want to undertake while within its walls. The idea was that it sort of vanished down the proverbial well. The result of this is that it was a pretty substantially it was a it was a it was a pretty highly trafficked place for drug deals and illicit gambling. Uh you were aware of at least one Agra Warden fight club that took place there but this specific card could belong to anything similar weirdly it was also just a really good fucking restaurant might have had something to do with the fact that they could get a lot of really good ingredients for cheap because they were basically stealing them but it, it was just a good goddamn restaurant oh safra they had the best parfait let me tell you it and he just rolls onto his back now and he's just talking to the it was just gorgeous abe is just slowly lumbering forward <laughs> oh abe you remind me of someone you know what? we're gonna workshop abe we go well put that as a nickname i think i got the name for you it's perfect abe baby carl's jr <laughs> 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 Carl's Jr. Emily, Emily, Carl's Jr. is a regional American fast food burger restaurant. <laughs> oh, is it? Oh, amazing. Oh my god. Even better. Even that's better. for that's for Emily and our like three Canadian listeners. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to the mid-roll. It's me, Cinder. Are you having a good day? I hope you are. Last episode was so intense, this is a little bit more fun, you know? Having some sillies, getting some magic items. Speaking of magic items, those were some pretty cool magic items, weren't they? And guess what? If you would like to make magic items that become a part of the game, you can too. All you gotta do is join the Patreon. ba 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 Pretty cool stuff. Speaking of pretty cool stuff, there are two very exciting things coming up that I want to tell you about. The first is we are having a little prequel to Rally One-Shot that I am running, and you're going to get to listen to it pretty soon because that is our next two episodes. Ooh. We'll get back to the main campaign after. And it's featuring some very special guests. We've got Nick Plaisance from Delightful Dungeon Diving, another fantastic podcast that dives delightfully into dungeons in more of a conversation about voice acting sort of way. So got Sensationally Me, 
a player in Cast Party's Fables of Fendrea, and a TTRPG educator. Oh, it's gonna be fun. The other thing that I want to tell you about is that on March 25th, at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we are having a rally trivia contest live in our Discord. There's going to be trivia questions about the show. I have no idea what they are, but a bunch of members of the cast are going to be there. There's going to be prizes. If you win, you get to submit an NPC that could be used on the show. Ooh. If you'd like to participate, join our Discord. You can find it at discord.unbalancedencounters.com. You can also find the link to it at unbalancedencounters.com, I think, as well. Oof, I almost forgot that our dear Dungeon Master, Patrick Perini, is a guest on the podcast Dungeons and Degrees. Go listen to him talk to Adrian, a.k.a. DM Cruz. Get a peek into the mind of our Dungeon Master as he talks about how to tell a compelling story. And probably about Rally. We've also got some exciting news coming up about our website, but I honestly don't remember if I'm supposed to talk about that yet or not, so I'm just going to keep my mouth shut about it and hope nobody gets upset that I'm saying it right now. Okay. (laughs) God. Let's get back to the show. We are going to do something that we haven't done uh, since the very beginning of our trip to the afterlife. Uh, We're going to do a little bit of kind of vignette building uh, collaboratively. And so I am going to roll and uh, we are going to tell a little story on our trek back uh, as the four of you, accompanied by the three missing Minehead boys, uh, are returning to rally. Is Sherwood with us? Sherwood is with you. They haven't gotten their voices back yet. Um, no, I'm assuming they're all just like... Yeah, they're a little out of it. Oh, we're going to roll that D4. Harissa. Oh. Hi. Hi. Uh, I think we started with you last time, which is uh, a lot of fun for me. Oh, yeah. I think we did. You all have been faced with a challenge on your first day's travel back to rally after meeting with porky what was the challenge the challenge um finding food because we haven't eaten really oh yeah that's a good point you guys probably wouldn't have provisions okay uh i like that i like that quite a bit uh i'm gonna go ahead and roll to see uh who specifically resolved this isaac you come in clutch here how do you resolve this issue oh man carl's jr Everyone's looking so. We, so I know we need to dial back on that one because if we say it a third time, somebody's gonna sue us for copyright infringement. All right, all right. <laughs> Dang it! Oh, can't think of a name. CJ. 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 CJ at work. Well, CJ. Uh, everybody's looking a little, a little down. Looks like they, they're pretty hungry. Well, maybe maybe you should maybe you should find some food for him. <laughs> oh my god! I'm sorry, but <laughs> okay. Isaac looks around. Y'all hear that? What? Hear what? No, it's not. Uh, me, me, and me and CJ are gonna head up. And, and see if we can find some, some some berries or something. Yeah, I mean, I, sh- I should be able to find some berries around here. This shouldn't be that difficult. CJ, is that you? 
Are you speaking to me? By the way, all of you hear Isaac talking in Sylvan. Like he's talking a different <laughs> I can understand. I think Sylvan's all of you can, yeah. but you know that it's Sylvan, right? You know that it is sort of the language of the forest. Yeah, there should be some around this bend right here. One, one second. Stretch out my, my hooves a bit. Sorry, it's been a while since it. Fuck. Since I've had a chance to. And you guys see this massive sized uh, elemental boar just moving his, his hooves and whatnot. All right, watch out. This is my speed mode. And he just trots just a little bit faster. <laughs> Oh, oh, slow down. Oh, God. Oh. And he, yeah, sure enough, there's a pile of bushes with a whole bunch of berries and a little river bend. Truffles. Oh, God. Matt, your face. If you would be so kind as to roll me a survival check, advantage from CJ. 16. All right, a 16 on a survival check. Um, That's all right. I think that you all uh, find enough food. Uh, if you had gotten a 20 or more on a survival check, uh, it was kind of going to be enough to rouse the Minehead boys a little bit, and they were going to be able to help out more than just kind of be uh, an NPC escort quest. Um, but they're still struggling a little bit. So you find you find some uh, you find some berries, you find some truffles, you find uh, enough to get by. Um, and I think you all sort of settle in to that evening camping near to this food source and harissa yes it's your turn for a campfire story if you'd like once upon a time there was a kingdom that was so beautiful all the other kingdoms seemed pale in comparison to this gleaming citadel that sat on the horizon Every time the sun rose, it shone against its ivory towers. So bright, so brilliant. But one day, a local, what would you call, sorceress, grew envious of this brilliant white that she saw every morning. Disgusting, she thought. So she cursed the kingdom. Dark thorns grew from every crack in the ground. Up and over and round every building, strangling, choking everything in its path. All except one. Up in the very highest tower that the thorns could not reach was one little boy. And he grew there alone, eating the berries he found on the thorns, Wondering one day how he would escape, how he would get down. One day, a knight riding past saw this twisted, horrible kingdom, thought, Ugh, what is this place? This place looks gross. Yelp reviews look pretty bad. <laughs> you got that out of Where was I? Oh, yes. Sorry, I got a bit of marshmallow stuck in my throat. <clears throat> now. But he looks up in the tower and sees a, something shining. And the boy up there is 
flicking a bit of mirror, trying to get this knight's attention. And the knight don't go, I will save this boy. So he climb and slash and break his way all the way up to the tower. And he says, ah, I'm here, I save you. I've come all this way, I cannot leave you in this terrible place. Awful place. And the boy says, oh, you took your time. Jesus Christ, I've been waiting here ages. And then I said, well, fuck you then, bye. And then off he went back down and left the boy. So <laughs> the moral of the story is be kind to people who are doing you kindness. Don't be ungrateful or you get left in a tower. <laughs> and that is the end of the story. Wise, wise words. Why didn't the boy just grow his hair out real long? And I mean, he had curly hair. It takes extra long, you know. When your hair curls, this goes round and round. It doesn't grow as quickly. Ah, see, see, all right. So, I mean, he got it down to his waist, but it wasn't that good. Ah, that's not so. good enough for for rope no. or anything. There, you know, no. no. I mean, no. even hair enough. If the hair. boy had had a mustache, no. <laughs> <laughs> Sherwood <laughs> could have grown the mustaches. See, if he was old enough to grow mustaches, maybe he could have done him some good. No. Alas, his rudeness ruined him. And lack of mustaches. And lack of mustaches, you are correct. Rudeness and lack of mustaches come before a fall. <laughs> that is a common saying. Oh my god. In the tanin. <laughs> Isaac, my friend. <clears throat> yeah. You said you had my loot. Oh, yeah. It's right here. And he takes it, turns it over. What do you know of the Tanin? Safra? That I am one. That I come from a long line. But. I don't know what happened to them or where they went. I'm trying to find out. Haris. Do not know Haris. Your mother is whom? Uh, my mother is uh, Zisha. Zisha. And my Grammy is Rosa. Zisha and Rosa. Would it surprise you greatly to know that I knew your grandparents? I knew you were my grandfather. <laughs> Sherwood, you dog! Sherwood! He shakes his head. Uh, no, no, obviously he, I didn't say that. They can wreck <laughs> I just wanted to make you laugh. Um, I thought I recognized some carvings on your loot, but I wasn't sure if you had any direct connection to my family. Let us settle in by the fire. I know both your grandparents. Your grandmother Rosa. Your grandfather Zish. This may take some time. If you will wait up with me, I will... <clears throat> I will tell you what I know. Are you sure you have the strength? You don't want the rest? You want another truffle? He takes that fucking truffle, boy. You better believe. <laughs> and with that, I think we're actually going to move to a little section I want to dot in here. 
After everyone else has gone to sleep, Safra and Sherwood sit up and slowly, bit by bit, we learn. Sherwood knew your grandfather and grandmother when they were newlyweds. Aww. When they still lived in the eastern wields. And he tells you of your grandmother's Komodo dragon. And he tells you of the role that they purportedly played that they said that their parents had played as defenders of the eastern wields but that the empressar's advancing forces had pushed the forest back and back and by the time that mare sanctorum fell to the forces of Kawavar. Very little of the forest remained. Your grandfather lost his lizard well before your grandmother did, as the last trees of his dominion were burnt to ash. But he had always been an expert in repairing the instruments and lutes in his home village. And so he took it up in trade. Sherwood thinks beyond measure that his 30-stringed lute was his masterpiece. And he was playing it when Mare Sanctorum fell. He hasn't seen your grandparents in decades. The life of a drifter. But he knew them. And at a time, he cared for them. I never got to know my grandfather. He died before I was born. But my grandmother meant a huge amount to me. And... I remember a chaotic night and then never seeing her again, so I do not know what happened to her. Even my mother knows nothing about what happened to her. Just assumed. At our age, it is a fair assumption. <coughs> I see her fire in you. That poisoning big bullshit, that's exactly the kind of thing she would have pulled. <laughs> I, that is, I don't know what you're talking, okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> He's rather smitten with you, you know. Uh, I thought he might be. Unfortunately, he is, um, how you say, meowing up the wrong tree. <laughs> <laughs> That's close enough. I think he respects you. He is a respectable man. Honorable. And if, you know, the universe worked different, maybe, but... He sort of raises a hand and shakes his head. Find in him, if you can, a friend. The poor boy could use a friend. Marissa looks down and kind of fiddles with her fingers a little bit. I could do with one, too. Honestly. 
And that is where we're going to move to the next day. DM. Yes. If, if I cast Find Steed every day because CJ's the best. Sure. And <laughs> I, sit up, I sit upon CJ and read this book. Um, your Steed only goes away when dropping his zero hit points. Oh, sweet. Uh, yeah, that's what, that's what Isaac's doing. You can get that 20 hours done. Oh, yeah. Good oh, you're just reading on the back of the fucking board. Mm-hmm. Okay. With his glasses. He's like, he's, he's overhiding them. He's like, oh, they're going to find out. Okay, I, then here's what we're going to do. At the end of this, <laughs> remind me to um, make you make some sort of intelligence roll, and we'll do it that way. Ah, oh, shit. It should be a concentration check. It should be a concentration check. Um, okay. You have to be sarcastic a couple of times on this journey, though. When am I... <laughs> when is he not sarcastic? When am I not sarcastic, <laughs> Saffron? <True. laughs> uh, and next, uh, next on the order is uh, going to be uh, Isaac, as a matter of fact. Ooh. Isaac, something has been lost. What was it, and how was it lost? I believe the thing that was lost... I think June, you lose your bow staff oh. okay uh how as we're packing up and about to leave she just leaves it <laughs> incredible uh guard <laughs> i'm so it like engrossed in the new crossbow yes uh guard guard you are uh specifically helpful in resolving this situation maybe like uh 20 minutes after we, you know, leave camp. So we've gone like maybe like a mile or two. Guard is going to sort of out of the blue ask June, would you like to do some training? And he's going to take out the Lorax waiting for you to take out your bow. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Where is my staff? Where? Isaac? Isaac riding CJ. Being unprepared you... is no excuse. Did... Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I done told you how many times to check your stuff before we leave. Guard's going to take a swing at uh, June. No! <laughs> uh, I would like you to both... Um, uh, <laughs> Isaac just uh, paging through his book. Uh, guard, please roll me an attack. June, please roll me a dex save. I will also say that Guard is very intentionally not going for anything close to lethal. He's just doing regular oh, attack. Fucking fuck fuck. 12. Okay. 18. God damn. Oh fuck. <laughs> Does an 18 hit your armor class? Uh yeah. I'm going to swing down the axe very hard <laughs> and about an inch before I get to June's head, I'm going to stop and then I'm just going to give her a little bonk and I'm going to say go get your weapon. Oh, what do you mean? Go get it. I, that damn CJ probably ate it. Isaac's <gasps> more probably ate it. Pause the book. <laughs> do you need me to come with you? I... Just, did I leave it at... I did not. Did I... Ser- and she'll start running back towards the last place they were. Sorry, she's got that monk running speed, so she's pretty quick. But it's more like the twilight... Walk. Oh God! <laughs> well, I was gonna, I was gonna make this easy for you, uh, but please, uh, please, <laughs> please roll me a uh, perception check. <laughs> CJ, I, be, I, I tell all the time, make sure you check your, your equipment. <laughs> Nineteen. 
Okay. Uh, you managed to find it relatively quickly, but you are like a good 20 <laughs> minutes behind the group for the rest of the day. Um, uh. And uh, <laughs> you finally catch up when they set up camp in their travels. Uh, and Isaac, it is your turn to tell a campfire story. Oh, great. Oh. All right, everyone, gather around, gather around. I'll tell you an old, small fable they used to tell around Agrivar. One day, there was a little spider just moving all his little legs, walking down this little grassy knoll of sorts. He came to a little, little creek, but the spider didn't know how to swim. So he just paced up and down the creek. He said, oh, what, what can I do? What? What's going on? Till suddenly, come hopping along, was a toad. And toad said, hey, buddy, need some help across the creek? And the spider was like, yes, of course. Help me out. I got to get to the wife and kids. So the toad said, I'll help you out, but you got to make sure that you don't bite me. If you bite me, then we'll both end up drowning. Because I'm allergic to spiders. <laughs> he was like, oh, so sorry. <laughs> so the spider gets on top of the toad, and the toad starts swimming across. He swims across. And as he gets into the middle of the creek, he continues to swim. <laughs> toad gets to the other side of the creek. The spider hops off. The spider says, oh, thank you so much. Appreciate that. You need to do something about that allergy, though. Probably, you know, a lot of spiders around here. You're like, yeah, well, you know, life. Spider says, absolutely, I feel you. Well, you know, got to get to the old lady. And then the toad stops him. He says, wait, spider, why didn't you bite me? Isn't it in your nature? Spider turns around and he says, it's in my nature to live, stupid. <laughs> Goes on about his day. See, this is a story I like. This is a good story. Hmm. Uh, I, I genuinely think that everybody is like appreciative of that. And I think that, June, you kind of walk up uh, toward the end of the story. <sighs> all right. Make sure you check all your gear before you yeah. leave. All right, guard, I'm ready. <sighs> Excellent. And I will stand up and face her. Ready to go. <sighs> Maybe, maybe in the morning yeah, after it's you rested. Because no, I, I mean, he'll have an unfair this. advantage. You know, I mean, you don't want to give your enemies an unfair advantage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Smoke this, um, and you go to sleep now. Oh, okay. <laughs> she just gonna pass her some herbs. <laughs> yeah, some 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 of Oz's very good herbs. Um, yeah, good, good herb. Fantastic, guard. It looks like you've been sat down for the evening. I accept. Okay. <laughs> Isaac, as everyone else sort of makes camp and starts to drift off or let their attention wander, is there any reason why you might be up late this evening? Reading. I'm all right, go ahead and make me the fucking go ahead and give me the <laughs> give me the fucking concentration check. You know, you know, I gotta try it. Also, I like I like that I like that your fucking one campfire story that has not had an ounce of sarcasm in it and was completely earnest. Is when you're trying to practice your sarcasm. It's great. 
I'm, I'm, I'm trying to keep them mixed up, CJ. You see, if, if they always think I'm going to be sarcastic, then they're not going to take anything I say seriously. CJ asks you what, what chapter that, that tip is from. <laughs> Shut up, CJ. Right, um, <laughs> concentration is constitution, right? Yeah, it's con safe. Okay. <laughs> Seven. You find yourself drifting in and out, and two chapters in, you realize that you haven't retained any of those chapters. Oof. This book is a lot more boring than I thought it would be. Somewhere on the back of that book, it definitely says, a barrel full of laughs. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) That's all you hear from Isaac as he's reading it (laughs) through the day. Just, oh. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we move on. Guard. You get separated from the group and are lost. How? I think that when when the day is getting started the next morning, Guard is going to say to the group, I will communicate with the creatures of the forest to see where we should go next to get home quickly. And Guard is going to walk off into the forest, and he is going to see some birds, and he's going to yell out to them, and they're just going to fly away. And... He's going to be like, all right, I guess that's the way to go. So he's going to start walking in that direction. And he's basically going to keep trying to get this bird's attention for like five minutes until he realizes that he has wandered far away in the woods and the woods are not communicating back to him in the way that they did before. June, you are especially helpful in resolving this issue. How? I think she notices that Guard is late to their sparring practice and says uh, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go check for guard it's been a while since he's been gone I want her to climb one of the trees yeah to try to get a higher vantage point so she's gonna like run out maybe half a mile climb up the very top of a tree and try to search around for him okay uh, if you would be so kind as to roll me a survival check, please. A nine. Don't go barking up the wrong tree now. <laughs> Book's getting good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's barking? Is that the... Oh. June, you don't find guard. Instead, what you see is the edge of the western wields. You are higher than any tree in the immediate vicinity, and you are seeing things more acutely than you were before your time in the afterlife. And so while you're looking for guard, you glance around and see out over the tree line and notice something in the distance that you've never noticed before. What used to be rolling green hill as far as the eye could see. It's now red rock and rubble, crumbling into sand. Something is killing the plains of Agravar. Oh shit. Can I scramble down the tree? I think as soon as you connect 
with what's happening here and you have the thought to scram it on the tree. A bunch of crows fly up in your face, just like, <laughs> um, and you hear guard <laughs> lumbering after. And it's the just crows. yelling, Excuse me! Excuse me! <laughs> Excuse me! Can I just fall out of the tree? <laughs> uh, yeah, guard, uh, roll me a deck save. <laughs> does this does this use my danger sense feature or no? Sure. Someone's in danger. <laughs> and you can see them. It's a 17. Yeah, you just as per routine, catch June falling out of a tree. You're back, baby. Cool. I Oh hello. And I'll put her down. I found you. The birds did not want to give me any advice. They wouldn't speak to you? No. Oh. I'm sorry, guard. Um. Maybe they didn't have anything to say. Maybe. It is not something to be sorry for. But... I just, I know you like to talk to critters. Yes. Let me know if you would like to spar. And Guard is going to put his axe on his back and start walking away. I'm good right now. And she's like pulling out pieces of twigs and branches <laughs> and like crow feathers. You all return to the group. And Guard. It's your turn for a campfire story, if you are so inclined. Hey! Guard is not going to tell a campfire story. Okay. If the group asks him to, I think he'll just politely decline. After everyone goes to bed, Guard is going to stay up for a little bit, because he never goes to sleep. And when the night gets a little bit quiet... He is going to say, Everyone calls you a lizard. You are not a lizard. Everyone thinks you're dead. I know you're not. I know you need rest. But Harissa needs you. She is strong, but you make her stronger. And for what lies in front of us, I need her to be as strong as she can be. So take your rest, but return, and know that the longer you wait, the more peril she is in. Can I please get you to roll me a perception check? Ooh. That's a 19. That's pretty good. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if Guard would be anticipating this, but there is a moment when the forest wants to send you a gecko to corroborate your feelings and your concerns. An anticipatory moment where a gecko should have skittered into view and should have grabbed a leaf and should have done a frill to acknowledge what you are trying to say to the universe. That doesn't 
happen. Guard is going to sit in that silence for a, a moment. And with his hand kind of just thumb along the line of where he cut off his gauntlet. Just sort of examine it for a second. In the forest's absence of a response, he is going to focus on the thing that he was left with, which is this, this scar. And very subtly, just beneath your feet, you feel. beating heart of the blood tree. And with that, we move to our final day of travel, our final vignette. That blood tree is sus. Sus is Fucking blood tree, man. Also, that's very sweet of you talking to Sphinx. It wasn't sweet, it was pragmatic. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. June. Someone almost dies. Who? Me. <laughs> yeah, that washes. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. How? I feel especially with that survi low survival check, maybe she thought she was grabbing some of the same berries that CJ had found, but she had gotten another cluster. Something bad. Mm -hmm. Harissa. Oh, no. <laughs> yes. You're our odd one out here. You are specifically helpful in helping June, resolving this issue for June. How? I think I could imagine um, Harissa taking some time alone and sort of just walking a little bit of distance away from people, um, practicing walking kind of more stealthily things like that i don't know thinking in her head about what she's gonna do how to find sphinx again how she found him in the first place he sort of just fell out of a tree so she's kind of looking at trees and sort of stupidly chiding herself whenever she kind of wobbles one to see what falls out right and as she's sort of just walking around she sees june a little bit of ways away looking around her sort of eyeing up some berries things like that um and I think she sees the intent and realizes what she's about to do. And even from this distance, I think Harissa understands like those are no-go berries. And so she's going to basically launch towards her and just kind of try and slap them out. <laughs> and, like, really quick. Go ahead and roll me what are you doing? Uh, the better of an athletics or acrobatics check, if you would be so kind. Uh, uh, both the same. Uh, I will do athletics. Ooh, a dirty 20. The dirty 20, you clear the whole handful. And the hand. June, you smack! And these berries go flying kind of off into the bush. And I think you see a bird kind of land, peck gently at one of them, and then fly away very quickly. What? That was my lunch, but... Are you trying to get yourself killed? No. We just do, and you have to be more careful. I don't. What are you talking about? These were the same berries that they are not the same berries. Look, look at the book that that you got given. 
Are you trying to make me lose more people? I didn't. I didn't know. I wasn't. I. I thought they were the same. They. I wasn't paying attention. I. My head was just elsewhere. I'm sorry. I. Oh, jeez. Carissa takes a deep breath. I didn't. I didn't mean to shout. I'm sorry. No. I just... No. Yeah. Gosh, can you imagine? I mean, I would have been just shitting myself the whole way back. Like, I, I think the uh, <laughs> that would have been the least of your worries with these ones. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, but here, let's, let's find some food. I'm hungry, too. June will follow Harissa around and, like, take out her little Western Wheels book yes right. yes double check yes. <laughs> looking at all the little botanical illustrations oh well see that's a this one had four leaves the one that cj had uh-huh. had three leaves i see now there you go there we go and the two of you find some food and you make it back to camp in june it is your turn to tell a campfire story if you would like. Oh boy. Sure. <laughs> All right. Once upon a time, there's this beautiful underwater kingdom in the bottom of this big ocean. And there lived people that were part fish, part human. One day, the princess of this kingdom swam up to the surface and she saw a boat and she saw this very handsome man on top of that boat. And she tried, she she wanted to, she wanted to meet him. She wanted. She wanted to be where the people are. <laughs> We're gonna get sued so hard. How is this get sued? No, that one. That no? one's fair play. How? How is this still a joke that we're making? That how is, is this play. still a joke that we're fucking making? <laughs> the look on Cinder's face right now. She wanted to meet him so bad. So, she swam back down to the kingdom and she found the witch. That lived in the kingdom. And the witch said, I can put you on that boat with that man that you suddenly love, even though you've never spoken to him. But I need something in return. And so the princess said, Yes, anything, anything. This is true love. She said, All right, I will give you legs if you give me your ears. She said, all right, take the ears. And she got some legs, and unfortunately, she was at the bottom of the ocean, and a tail is way more powerful to swim with than some legs. She also didn't have any ears, so there were just some holes in her head. And she tried to swim up to the surface, and she couldn't make it. She couldn't make it. So the moral of the story is, Love at first sight is not a real thing, and you shouldn't have to change yourself for no one. I love it. I love it. This is a brilliant story. My grandmother would be proud. That was a 
That was a terrible story, but honestly, a pretty good moral in the end. I'm pretty impressed. See? All good stories have good Anything morals. Anything was this better than good. this damn book. I, I applaud you, June. That was awesome. <laughs> I, I'm just glad. Did you even listen to the thing I said? I, I got some of it. My brain is just full of words. Did I make a deal with a witch? Do you still have ears? No. Did you have ears to start with? <laughs> this is taking too much brain power. I'm, I need to go to bed. <laughs> Isaac, why are you even reading that book? I don't know. It's supposed to be some... So if you haven't noticed, everybody's got magic now. Apparently it's some... Yeah, including you, it seems like. I guess. I don't know. It just... You're riding a stone boar. It just showed up. I didn't... Like, I don't know if I, I had anything to do with me. Just... Nice, nice. CJ is nice, but yeah. Uh, so this book seems to have some magical qualities. Magically, uh, bore me to death. Um, but it, it should have something to do with it. Plus, I got a coupon. Hold on, let me see that coupon. <laughs> insight check. Yeah, roll insight check. <laughs> I could just imagine uh, Sherwood being the kind of person who collects coupons. <laughs> Eighteen. Uh, on an 18, he genuinely seems to recognize Yerbet's Sherbet Hut. Is it legit? <laughs> it's a real place, yes. <laughs> uh, this coupon seems to have expired. Ah, shit! <laughs> about 18 years ago. <laughs> oh. Maybe they still honor it if they're still there. Well, hopefully. I mean, I'm, I'm like a third way through the book. I might as well finish it. I, I, I'm, I'm, I can't just stop reading. The book. I feel I like it is not it optimal to learn how to be sarcastic by looking at body posture diagrams. Yeah, but some of them are a little they're nice. I suppose if you're into that kind of thing. Listen, man, I've been out in the woods with my niece for like three months. I need something. So I, just. I knew it. He was just. Looking at the pictures the whole time. <laughs> Listen, okay. he reads it for the articles. <laughs> <laughs> Isaac walks to the other side of his giant boar and sits alone <laughs> in the dark. <laughs> Incredible. Just sulking. <laughs> now I can't read. There's no light on this side. <laughs> June. As everyone begins to wrap up for the evening, is there any reason why June might be up late? Yes. Go on. So she's going to take out the Gabin Gopher. Getting straight to the magic items. And this is how I imagine that it kind of works. I know it says it's like a, a writing thing. Uh-huh. Right? Uh-huh. So I can't just like speak at it. I have to like write it down. Yeah. So as you pull this gopher out, uh, it actually unfolds into a flat sheet of paper. You can write a note on it. Mm -hmm. All right. So she's going to stay up pretty late. Okay. Writing a note. And can I, can I flavor it just a tiny bit? Yeah, of course. Okay. Once she's done. Yeah. Does it, like, go back together? Mm -hmm. It refolds into a gopher. Okay, and then she's going to whisper into its ear, Melmanon, Lapignon. And you see snap and twist of paper coming to life. And this gopher says, Melmanon, Lapignon! <laughs> 
fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> I hear he's got the uh, got a new position in the afterlife, huh? <laughs> That's right. Keep your voice quiet. People are sleeping. I really only have the one volume. <laughs> <laughs> Now that's gonna get us sued. <laughs> Can you go find him? Yeah, of course. Off we go. Oh boy. <laughs> uh, and this gopher jumps out of your hands, lands on the ground, and begins to dig. Before long, has burrowed away. Uh, I believe that you need to roll me a die. A one d four. Yeah. Was it? That's a four. Okay. So in three days, I need you to keep me honest and help me track three fucking days because in three days, you're going to get a response. Now, are these business days or are these? No, three, three <laughs> days. Okay. All right. The next morning, all of you awaken to find Sherwood missing. Uh, fuck. Not again. Oh. Okay. Back to the afterlife. <laughs> oh, hold on. Maybe, maybe he just went to, to relieve himself or something. Uh, can I get a group survival check from everyone? Yeah. Oh, but can I do a thing? What, what would you like to do, Isaac? I have this awesome new spell. What's your spell? Uh, locate object read for us locate object if you'd be so kind all right describe or name object that is familiar to you you sense the direction to the object's location as long as it is within a thousand feet of you okay it's it's just an object that you're familiar with yes yeah you could do it on his loot yes that's what i was aiming for yeah go for it this damn mustache mustafio with his loot could you do it on the mustache he doesn't he doesn't have yeah. that's a real mustache. He's got Sherwood. a real mustache. Yeah, Sherwood's got a real mustache. <laughs> Isaac, what does it look like when you cast locate object? He's he's getting frustrated, and then the grass in front of like the direction in which the object just kind of like the it's like a trail of breeze, but only that line mm. in that specific direction. Ah, that's, that's really cool. cool. CJ hitches up and begins to follow Ooh. the breeze. Oh, he's going. Guys, he's going. Are you all following along? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do our survival checks matter now? No. You're just going to know where he is. Within just a few hundred feet, you all manage to push through some trees and some bushes, some undergrowth, and it seems like Sherwood was out a little further than he should have been, but... It doesn't seem as if he was like abducted. There's there's a little bit of a trail here that is being very clearly carved out by this magic. And when you reach a clearing, you find him. Guard, this is the clearing of the Wolverine's den. Hmm. And Sherwood is in a net dangling 20 feet off the ground. Isaac, my friend, I'm up here. Sure, well, what the hell you done got yourself into? Well, Luckily, I have a tree-climbing master that could probably get up there and sort you out. On it. June, you scurry up and you, you figure out that he's on a pulley system and you sort of lower him down and he kind of lands in the clearing. Oh, 
Uh, you must know I was looking for breakfast. I'm getting fucking sick of those berries. <gasps> I do not think breakfast would be in a net. Well, if it's fish, <laughs> sometimes yes. But no, the net was not where I was looking for breakfast. The net was buried under some leaves. Somebody set a trap. I'm not sure whom or why, but we're not far from Rally. Somebody set a trap close to Rally. A trap for who? As soon as you say a trap for who, uh, you hear, I'm armed! Identify yourselves! Oh, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Martin! Sergeant Teresa? Is that you? Yes, we are back. We found... You're alive? Yeah, barely. I... And he bursts out of the tree line with, like, this shitty little, like, short bow. That, honestly, I think, like, as he's, like, pulling himself through this, this tree line, I think the short bow just, like, snaps and he just throws it aside. Um, and he stumbles over to you and he says, We, we all thought you were dead! Thanks for having really? faith in us. Three months and not... Uh, never mind. Um, what's the situation? Is everyone okay? What's happening? The situation, the situation is most dire, Sergeant Teresa. It's, it, 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 it's awful. And <gasps> what happened to God? Never mind. We'll talk about his paint job later. But tell me about Rally. We need to know immediately. I, it, I did my utmost, Sergeant Teresa. The consequence I'm, I'm was sure unavoidable. Did. What happened to Rally? Can't believe you all don't know. The city has fallen. I'm sorry. Martin, you will give me a play-by-play of exactly what happened immediately. Martin, what is the problem? I sprint towards Rally. I just fucking leave. I just go. Uh, you run, you run smack in to Whiskers. <laughs> Jurgis Marcus. Uh, you run smack into Whiskers. <clears throat> oh, God. Wait, you're all alive? Well, that's incredible. I don't suppose you've come to help liberate the town, huh? I can run faster than you. I'm going to pick Whiskers up and start running towards Rally. Guard, it's not exactly urgent, but we have to be careful. They have several people under arrest. Guard, and June's going to run after Guard. We are going to split the party at this point. Oh, shit. Because Martin turns to the more senior leaders of our group and says, Agravar, they found us on our delivery of resin to the Empressar. They're here. The Lord Governor Hakota Agra is here. Horace is going to look at Isaac. And Isaac, you know that that can't be true. The Lord Governor Hakoda Agra is dead. You killed him yourself. (laughs) 
Oh my goodness, what a cliffhanger. Thanks so much for listening. If you want to do something really, really awesome on March 25th, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you should check out our Discord. We are having a rally trivia night. It's going to be oh so much fun. You can find the link to our Discord on our website or go to discord.unbalancedencounters.com. Thank you so much to our patrons. If it wasn't for you, we would just be lost and alone in a strange cold wilderness. And a very special thank you to our Rally Defender patrons, Elder Barry and Darlene Wallace. You are the wind beneath our wings. Have a great week. We'll see you in the next one.